Hello, and welcome to the Black Door Music Argument. I'm Karsten. And I'm Joshua. I mean, Barry. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, son. like, so we were actually counting how many episodes Barry's been on this year by comparison to all the rest of us. And Barry was like, <laughs> I se- essentially, this is essentially my podcast. And we we're like, yeah. He goes, but that's because I'm willing to talk about everything. And I'm like, yeah, your, your standards are low, essentially, that he has nothing he won't talk about. And right. yeah, or listen to or anything. Not that the rest of us have high standards, but at the same time, it's like he shits on all of us for everything and anything. Also deserved, but we need to do a better job of making sure that we have episodes without him, so we can shit on Barry. Cause fuck that dude. Why not? Right? Jesus yeah. fucking Christ! Like, I know. Like, what was the last one? The last one, it was like, nobody listens to full albums except for him. But then he contradicted himself like three times. He shat on people for not having the best headphones in the world or best sound systems. And then went on to be like, oh, you know, I was listening to my stuff like on my phone. After shitting on people for listening to music on their phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hypocrisy, vinyl. thy name is Barry. <laughs> But uh, for serious, and this is totally off subject, we need to all get together and record another episode together because that's important. I miss yep. you guys. So, Carrie, Barry, if you're listening, mm-hmm. we're ready. <laughs> we, we're, we, we won't text you. We're just going to find <laughs> out whether or not you listen to the episode. If you listen to the episode, just let us know you're safe and we'd like to record. Yeah. We miss you both. We miss you both. Okay, so today's episode that Josh and I planned on was doing The Gift of the Game, the album by Crazy Town. And I don't know if you spent a lot of time listening to it, but that is the album that has the song Butterfly on it. Yeah, I listened to it, it at least four times this week. And then you're like, hey, let's Saturday morning, the- <laughs> I'm cruising the internet. And I stumble across, like, it's a, it's a reposting of a meme from August 2017 from... Oh man, that person horse the band at Villainskong. I'll try to put it on. <laughs> we'll retweet it or do something with internet. So that says every '90s kid comes of age three times: 18th birthday, 21st birthday, and the day they find out that Natalie and Brulia's version of "Torn" is a cover. And I was like, "Wait, hold on a second. Which was exactly what the comments section of this internet site was doing as well. Everyone was like, hold the phone. And again, this is from 2017. And I love that you just said hold the phone because that's so 80s. I know, but I was literally holding my phone at the time. So I literally held the phone out and was like, (laughs) oh my God. And my wife was sitting there and I'm like, honey, did you know this? And she goes, what are you talking about? So we turn it on, we listen to it, and then I fall down the rabbit hole of like, I did not understand this. How did I not know this? And then... I text Josh and I'm like, oh, hey, can we hail Mary and change the episode for tomorrow now that you've spent a bunch of time researching this? And he was like, I, you didn't even ask. I don't think you asked answer even like to what you were just like, OK. And I send out like I send a copy of the tweet. We both go down this rabbit hole. And what the hell? Like that song, if you're not familiar with it, it's. It's no, the, so uh, you know. So you sent the you sent that tweet, and I read it, and I'm like, wait, we only get three different ages that we come, and that's yeah, what exactly. I read in that, <laughs> and I was like, 18, 24, like, damn it, like third time, it's already done. 
So if you're not familiar with it, it's the song that's the I'm all out of faith. This is how I'm feel. I'm cold and I'm ashamed lying naked on the floor. That's the one like everyone. You can remember that part of it. And it's just such a 90s song that every movie that as ever has a flashback to the 90s, that latter half of the 90s, that's just a song that it could be playing and no one's going to argue with it. Like Iron Man 3, flashback to the, they used blue. No, it, it could have been this. We would have been fine with it because it's just so it's just iconic as a song of the 90s. Now, if you're going early 90s, I know there's grunge and stuff like that. But wait. We're going to unpack the origins of this. And I will tell you, there is a grunge version of this song. Grunge-ish version. An old yeah, rock version of this that's, song. That's why I put on my old flannel. I dressed up for the podcast. You did? Oh, my God. This points, man. Damn. I feel very underdressed now. I should probably put on a shirt and just pants. feel melancholy and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. I'm here. Woo-hoo. Not that anybody cares. Okay, so this song. Oh, okay. Also, I will point out this was popular on Twitter. I don't hang out on Twitter. Uh, it, it circled around different social medias. It was. It there was an article written in the Huffington Post about this, like <laughs> a few days later, because it was popular. But I'll be honest, I don't frequent the Huffington Post, but it is definitely one of those that people were shocked then and still are now. So when I found out, okay, I read this thing, I play it, and while I'm playing it, I'm texting Josh like, we're changing the topic for tomorrow, we need to talk about this. Yeah. I text another friend who writes back and is like, wait, what are you talking about? And then like a few minutes later, holy shit, that's the response. That was the whole text thread. Just holy shit. Like an hour later, this has had so many covers, it's hard to figure out where the origin was. I have a meeting later with a board that I'm on. And there's a lull in the conversation. So, of course, because I know something new, I just distract everyone. Hey, do you guys know this? Everyone. No. Again, apparently no, not enough people hang out on Twitter in, 2000, in 2017, nor do they read enough articles posted at the website of Huffington Post. But... It's still kind of shocking. So, history. History, history. This song was originally written by a few people, like three people. And it was originally recorded in Danish. And it was named Brandt. My Danish is not solid. And there's some letters combined together there. But, it, it, which is Danish for burned. Again, this is like straight off the wiki page. I actually watched some videos and stuff on this, too, because it was really fascinating. Um, but, like, so it was originally done by that, by Liz Sorensen. And then in 93, the people who wrote it recorded it for an American alternative rock band, Swap, And that is, like, grungy kind of alternative rock that it's just, like... Right. It is... If you listen to it, you're like, oh, yeah, this totally captures the 90s. Like... It's 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 just a, really melancholy. Sorry. Well, yeah, no, because like, it's it starts in like it, and they they stretch they stretch out the song in that uh, that that band does like, and so it's it's two minutes of just kind of this, like almost almost somber like um, mm-hmm. tone with it, and then the guitars just kick in at that two minute mark, and it for the next two minutes is just solid <laughs> grunge. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's kind of funny because th- that's who wrote the song. The people who wrote the song and recorded it, that was like their vision of it. Okay. So then it had like 
two or three other covers over the that was in 93 it was it was it was recorded okay in 93 recorded in danish also 93 recorded in english then covered by a couple people over the time until 97 when australian pop singer natalie Imbrula, that's when she releases it so like it was like every year there was a cover of it until it was like oh fuck let's just break the charts with this and that is the version that's most popular yeah, that's the version that we know. That's like that takes you straight back to high school, and you're like, "Oh yeah, like this. This is the the tune yeah. that I know." And then as I was listening to Edna Swap, like their version, because those are the two that you sent to me, and so I didn't mm-hmm. get like fully down the rabbit hole on on all of the different versions. Uh, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I kind of like kind of like this kind of raw, grungy like one a little bit more," but at the mm-hmm. same time, I still really enjoy like Natalie's version. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. And, I, and, and, like, the whole thing is, like, of all the versions I've heard, none of them are bad. Like, right. Uh, of, of the major versions. I, I am sure someone has some shitty band that did this as a cover for, like, a garage where the coffee shop wouldn't let them play that is shitty. I I have full faith. People send us <laughs> copy of the shitty versions of this. They exist. <laughs> I know. Um, but... I mean, like, so the the other one that's that was a fairly big one was in '96. So the year before, the one that most of us know, it was Trin Rain, and that one is like just the way that I would describe it is it is it is the heavier, more abrasive pop at the time. Sounds super similar, but the music video for this thing looks just like the music video that Phoebe and friends made at one point where (laughs) the wind machine is on full, like you're holding a scarf, you're spinning around in circles. Like it's a lot of like hand dancing, not so much people dancing. Um, but yeah, like it's not bad, but every one of these like holds its own. And yet like, it's crazy that it's been X number of years and I didn't realize and didn't know and probably because again, if you hear each one of these, you're like, "Oh yeah, totally, this is fine." Next one, "Oh wow, this is this is fine." You wouldn't think like, "Oh, well, this isn't the origin," because well, the only one I really can't judge is the one in Danish because I don't. It's just not my. It, it's I don't I don't speak it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like and and the more and more that you keep going on about this, like I my head is just going like right? holy crap, like. The <laughs> Like, you know, Glee did a version of this, and I guess that was okay. I didn't listen to that one. Um, yeah. Some of us still have standards. Yeah. And some of us set low standards so that we always live in elegance. That's fair. That's, I guess, fair. <laughs> I, I I think every once in a while my wife will, like, hear one of the episodes. She's like, why do you always shit on Glee? I'm like, I don't know. He's Target. She was like. <laughs> I mean, and she—I would never admit to this. But she goes, there are versions of songs that, by Glee, that you don't hate. I'm like, that's fair. Could I tell you what they are? No. But you're right. There are a few are a that few. I don't start it's shutting down the internet in our house when they're played over a speaker. Right. It's like throwing sand at a wall. You know, there's maybe a kernel that sticks. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, anyways, this song, like, literally fall down this rabbit hole of, like, all the different versions. But I feel like this this song is, like, a great representation of the 90s in each of its different iterations. And 
it's just kind of crazy that these things all exist. And again, so as we're talking about where the charts are, it it peaked as number one in Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Iceland, Spain, and Sweden, and number three in the U.S. Billboard charts. Like, this was a huge hit on its fifth cover. Right. I think, like, she even won, like, a Grammy for this. Um, Did she? And... Am I supposed to know things? I don't pay attention uh, to stuff. Yeah, she won a Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, for it in uh, 1999. I, I don't know if she oh, won. Oh, nominated. She yep, you're nominated. Right. Yeah. But um, uh, no, but still, like, huge. Huge, huge, huge. Now, what I wish is I wish that more songs had this kind of an origin. Like, if I could find out that Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani <laughs> was actually like a grunge song that had just been like covered like 90 times before Gwen Stefani literally I would be so happy inside like yeah, it, that I, would. I I don't even know if I could actually like contain my excitement for that yeah I I may just like have to start going down my own new rabbit hole now <laughs> <laughs> here's Josh okay step one start grunge band step two <laughs> <laughs> Step three. Okay, we've completed. Go back in time <laughs> and make sure that I was the one that wrote it. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what else. To, you, like you need to go but, out and listen to these things. Like it's yeah. There's so many insane. versions of it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, all right. So homework assignment for everybody for this week. Just go experience all these different versions and with it, feel all the different emotions of the 90s. Because if you talk about 90s music, 90s music had emotion that like it took you to the lows and it took you to the high. It And like anger everything. Like it's just like I feel and I'm going to get probably some shit from Barry for this. But um, well, he's not here. So fuck him. I know. Right. But I feel like the '90s of of a lot of the genre or of the lot of a lot of the decades and the zeitgeist, the '90s did such a good job of having such a really, really, really diverse pit for that. Not just like, oh, well, there's this band that does this and this band does it, but they had these fractures of the decade that literally, like, you just watch, you know, all the angst kind of grow and then flip into the the pop happiness or split into the the you know the new metal anger and you know you, you look at how those branches kind of go and like the new this is my opinion new new metal kind of transferred in with EDM and to create dubstep and shit and it's just kind of cool not saying dubstep shit but like you know it's just fascinating and I just love it yeah I love it all yeah no and I was just gonna gonna add on to that you know like Barry all kidding aside we we do like you and and uh but if anybody can find a really terrible version of this song uh Barry would love love to get this in his inbox at go fuck yourself at <laughs> blackdoormusic.red <laughs> and uh oh. and and he'll respond in kind to every single version he will all right you got anything else no <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's kind of the, the peak point. Uh, just, you know, I want emo Barry. <laughs> yes, <laughs> please. With terrible please. versions of Torn. Of Torn. Terrible Torn. Because so far, it's All been right. really hard to find him. No, honestly, seriously. Yeah. there. It's it's 
it's a really solid song. I mean, it's no careless whisper, but it's pretty darn good. <laughs> All right. Until next time, I've been Karsten. And I've been Joshua. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Peace. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.